Happy Holidays from the DSR Network. We are deeply appreciative of our members and the year that we've had. To celebrate the holiday season, we are offering a 50% discount on either your first month or first year of membership. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the members-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of December, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month or for the first year. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSRHOLIDAY at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSRHOLIDAY. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to the DSR Daily, where we look at the news and we try to provide a little bit of a gloss of analysis on top of it. Lots going on in the world today to be shared with you by uh, me, David Rothkopf, and my colleagues, Chris Kottner. How you doing, Chris? Doing fantastic. Excellent. And Riley M. Fessler. How are you doing, Riley? I'm doing very well. Uh, I like to throw that M there in there because I think it, it distinguishes you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes me it makes me sound more more important than I am. Yeah. What's your middle initial, Chris? W. Wow. Stands for William. Nice. Yes. I like that. Christopher W. Cotmore. Well, all right, Chris. Do you have any stories today? I do. It seems the Trump train has hit a little bump in the road. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> in a historic decision, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled 4-3 to three on Tuesday to bar Donald Trump from running in the state's presidential primary. Significant. Uh, the ruling invokes Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, disqualifying individuals, here's the key point, engaged in insurrection from holding office. Engaged in insurrection from holding office. The Colorado Supreme Court recognizes that Mr. Trump actually engaged in insurrection. And while the door is open, certainly for an appeal and a probable Supreme Court hearing sometime next year, um, it's a significant precedent because there are other suits uh, and in other states that are. Um, we're closely watching this story and it's you know for as much as i have no confidence that the supreme court um would not overturn these decisions if they become final decisions uh it is a significant development we finally have a court who actually said that he engaged in insurrection and they took action Yes, it's true, um, and uh, uh, you know the Supreme Court probably will overturn it. But having said that, uh, some people think that the, in or, you know they may overturn it and then use that as cover uh, with their uh, colleagues on the right to also deny Trump's claim that he has presidential immunity in this thing. Uh, that would be bad for Trump. Uh, there are no grounds for the Supreme Court to actually overturn this. Uh, 
and in fact, one of the things that made the ruling kind of interesting was that they anticipated the Supreme Court's reaction. And one of the points they cited in making their decision was attributed to uh, Associate Justice Gorsuch, who said, you know, it's up to the states to make these decisions. And frankly, if the conservatives on the court were to live up to their rhetoric of the past several decades, they would just simply say, no, this is a matter for the states, uh, because they ostensibly believe in states' rights. Uh, In any event, uh, it certainly seems like uh, the ruling has uh, made Trump and many of his supporters uncomfortable, although every single Republican running against him said, oh, no, no, this cannot happen. He must be on the ballot. This is election interference. Well, I have just one thing to say to that. A coup is election interference. This is enforcing the law. Riley? Um, Record-setting storm. I battered the East Coast uh, over the last couple of days. Really? Where was I? I missed that. I, it, it hasn't hit here too bad. It's it's rained, but apparently um, it's been really were bad you, up in were Maine. Were you battered, Chris? Four inches of rain overnight. Wow. Two nights how's, ago. Yeah. How's your basement? My basement is good. Um, and luckily, they cleaned my gutters over the weekend in a nick of time. That's something that I, I, I am absolutely certain every one of our listeners wanted to know. Um, but <laughs> sorry, sorry, Riley, let's go. But yeah, I mean, it, it swept basically up and down the entire East coast. Um, Maine got the worst of it with pretty major flooding. Um, five deaths reported so far and one each in Pennsylvania, South Carolina, New York, Maine, and Massachusetts. Um, so pretty extensive, um, really exacerbated by the unseasonably warm temperatures, multiple areas broke their record for highest temperature in this in this period by double digits um i mean i think it's no secret why that and we're clearly going to see more of this as climate change continues to worsen but yeah just kind of an unusual storm for this time of year and unfortunately resulted in a few fatalities and then four hundred thousand people without power so pretty serious it is. And uh, to all those who are recovering, uh, I hope the recovery is easy as we go into Christmas week. Um, uh, and for all those who are traveling in the next few days, uh, I am sure you are grateful that this did not hit at the peak travel times. Chris. Uh, Hamas's leader visited Egypt for um, discussions on a temporary ceasefire. Um Though the leader of Hamas is looking for a permanent solution, um, not really sure what leg the guy has to stand on in this case. But um, uh, outside of international support for a permanent ceasefire, um, the talks were described as intensive. Breakthrough was deemed possible within days. Uh, We'll see what happens. It seems like a promising development. But it also seems, you know, based on the discussions we've been having over the past several weeks and what's been going on in Gaza, um, I'm not confident that Israel and our buddy Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, he's not your boy, David. Um, He's not my boy. No, he's not. Um, 
will acquiesce to any such uh, discussions, but we'll see. We'll see. There is some hope that there will be a brief ceasefire and that perhaps as many as 40 more hostages may be released. Um, And uh, at the same time, uh, it's interesting to note that there are a number of reports circulating in the region that um, Prime Minister Netanyahu has gone to the Israeli court and requested that his corruption trial be postponed because he's too busy managing the war. Um, uh, this is uh, consistent with his efforts regarding that trial for some time and his efforts to use this conflict as a way of protecting himself from uh, legal and uh, political consequences of his past failings. Riley? Uh, interesting developments in French politics. Um, it's what's being kind of characterized in the media as a victory for the far right and especially Marine Le Pen. Uh, Emmanuel Macron's government had to compromise on an immigration overhaul, um, which is kind of a victory for Macron in the short term, uh, but risks a political crisis. It really is seen as a compromise for the right wing. He and the government passed it with major right wing support, um, including uh, the far right and Marine Le Pen's party, the national rally. Um, there's a lot kind of in the bill, uh, more than I'll go into here, but interestingly, his own party uh, dissented from the bill with 37 members voting against it. And there's a speculation about uh, ministers resigning over this. Uh, I've seen the phrase kind of repeated a lot in the media that's wondering if Marine Le Pen has given Emmanuel Macron the quote, kiss of death. Um, signaling this is kind of going to be the end of his his rule, given that he was really brought in as kind of the the centrist candidate that would defend against the far right in the country. Um, so it's, I'm curious to see if this will uh, destroy that image uh, and open the door for another party to take power. Hopefully, not the national rally itself, but we'll see. They've gained power each; they've gained votes each of the last elections. So I'm I'm pretty nervous about that. Uh, yeah, also today, uh, member states uh, in and the EU Parliament uh, uh, concluded a deal to reform uh, Im- migration policy uh, in the EU, uh, which is also consistent with this tightening, you know, and we have this on the verge, on the, on the uh, cusp of uh, a likely deal between the Biden administration and Republicans on the Hill to tighten U.S. immigration policy. Uh, This seems to be the one area where the far right has uh, been able to advance its agenda um, because it's very unpopular to um, oppose such measures that tighten immigration policy. There's a lot of job anxiety, and then there's underlying other issues like uh, racism and and long-standing, you know, concerns about immigration that countries deal with from time to time. Having said that, it's not a particularly healthy development. Um, and uh, as a country like the United States that is actually built on welcoming immigrants, uh, it seems short-sighted to me, uh, uh, not just here, but in all of these places. Chris? India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has uh, finally responded to the U.S. allegations that uh, an Indian citizen was conspiring to kill a Sikh separatist in the United States. 
This follows the allegations against uh, India from a um, from the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who also indicated that India was involved in a plot to kill a Sikh separatist leader in Canada. Um, he Modi has essentially said, um, you know, he'll be cooperative. They will investigate any evidence that's provided, and reiterated the relationship between uh, the United States and India is strong and would continue to be uh, strong as they look into these allegations. Yeah, I've seen a number of people uh, suggest that uh, uh, Modi's position on this is a sign of his confidence that um, people need India now, the U.S. needs India now, uh, and your analysis there, or your reporting, uh, also supports that. Uh, the U.S. cannot counterbalance China without India, uh, and so it is likely to look the other way or play down potential irritants in the relationship, including one as egregious as India engaging in extraterritorial um, assassinations of uh, its uh, political opponents. Uh, so. Uh, you know, Modi uh, is a man of great um, ambition, and it seems extremely likely um, that uh, this is just a signal of things to come uh, as India flexes its uh, at least perceived newfound muscles. Riley? Well, election chaos in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, they held presidential legislative elections. Um, and kind of the campaign has really been racked with a lot of allegations of fraud, electoral violence, and logistical setbacks. Um, now that voting time has, has come, they've reported multiple delays in towns, including in the capital. Um, voting materials not arriving at polling stations, voter lists not being published. Uh, most of the opposition figures have called out this process um, with many indicating they won't recognize the results if people aren't able to vote, which um, seems like it's not going to be the case that everyone is able to vote. Uh, it's a tumultuous election given that the incumbent president is competing against 18 opposition challengers. Um, and now they are not expecting the provisional results until December 31st. So this is going to be a drawn out, contentious process um, in a country that already has a, a more fragile democracy than most. Um, so I'm hoping that they can kind of pull a miracle here and get a stable election, but it's not looking great at the moment. Yeah, um, we're looking forward to a year in which there are more than 70 elections, I think, taking place around the world. Uh, some of these will be in big countries that people will follow closely, like the United States uh, and, well, uh, Russia. I mean, I suppose you could call that an election. Um, I think I know how it's going to turn out, by the way. And for those of you who are subscribers, you know, I'm willing to let you in on the fact that uh, I'm willing to call it at this point. Vladimir Putin will win that election. Uh, but uh, many, many other countries around the world uh, having elections, and uh, clearly uh, that's uh, something to watch very closely um, in terms of whether they're fee free, whether they're fair, whether their democracy is on the rise, uh, and what kind of uh, political trends seem to be working. 
Um, you know, do you see shifts to the right, to the left? Uh, because often these things are global phenomena. They're not just things that occur in any one country. Uh, and as I just noted earlier, you know, we do see a shift uh, rightward among a number of countries on things like immigration. Uh, and we've seen some recent elections. Uh, we talked about Serbia yesterday. We've talked about Argentina in the past couple of weeks, uh, where the shift has also been uh, rightward. Um, uh, and uh, so we're going to have to keep a, a close eye on that overseas and also here in the United States. Um, and that's why we do this every single day. And uh, we're grateful for your joining us on this day. We hope you will join us again tomorrow as we get ever closer to the Christmas holiday. Uh, and uh, until then, I want to thank you, Riley. I want to thank you, Chris. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Bye-bye.